Hello, my friends. Welcome to Passion and Potential. I'm Aristasia, your host, and my purpose is to help you pursue your most passionate life and realize your full potential within. Alrighty, so for today's episode, I want to talk about the process of planning a networking event, but also all the many benefits you can get from planning an event slash or attending them. Um, So networking, oh my gosh, I feel like back in the day, networking made me want to puke. I mean, you show up to these events, you swap business cards, it's awkward conversation, it's kind of intimidating. I'm not going to lie, I go to a lot of events and it was a lot of like (laughs) businessmen and I was like the young 21-year-old female absolutely clueless on what to do, what to say, and how to speak about myself in a uplifting way. We'll say that much. Um, But that being said, that networking does not have to be like that. I I have genuinely grown so much with my business from networking and going about it the right way, finding groups that I felt like I belonged, but that I could also benefit and they could benefit me, and planning my own events when I couldn't find those groups that seemed to fit what I wanted and what I needed. Um, So just to name a few benefits of networking, you get a sense of community. Um, You never know what a connection can do for you and what it can do for someone else. And I will get back to that point later on because I want to expand on that, but just kind of tuck that away, keep that in mind. Um, You're creating a name for yourself in your area and you're building trust among other people that are either in your industry or are in other industries, but you've now created a connection with them, and they just might think of you when someone says, hey, I need a referral for this and that, okay? So you're building this, like, a name for yourself, you're putting yourself in the back of their minds, and, you know, you're just creating that connection. So that being said, I want to kind of back up a little bit. Um, Like I was saying, when I first started trying to get into networking, I was very, very clueless. Much like a lot of other things in my business, I've pretty much learned everything the hard way. (laughs) It's always like, oh, okay, well, that's a do and that's a don't. Um, And I feel like networking was one of those things that I learned the hard way. Um, So like I said, there's lots of different kinds that you can, you know, different groups you can attend. Um, As a young, you know, business owner who was clueless, I I kind of joined groups that I don't think necessarily benefited me. Um, Even worse, I joined groups that charged a hefty amount of money to be a a part of. And once again, I don't really think they benefited me. But I did also uh, make a name for myself in many other groups that were beneficial. So sometimes you just got to, you know, kind of dig into what you think you appeal with and what you're looking for rather than trying to join all of them. (laughs) Now, one thing that I did specifically really want to see a change in was I was not having an easy time to find other business owners that had like a variety of what they did uh, versus just like, for example, if I would go to a networking event, sometimes it would end up being a lot of realtors or if I'd go to a, you know, a photographer's one, it'd end up being all photographers. But I was like, I really want to create a group of people where we all have a variety of career choices And I really think it could benefit all of us to just have different perspectives, different ideas, and just different connections versus, you know, this smaller pool of only people in my industry. So one of the things I said was, I cannot find these groups. I also couldn't find many people in my age range. I just kind of felt like a little bit of a loner wolf. Like, like 
I was searching for the, these type of events and I could not find them. So I said, okay, well, I'm just going to make them myself. <laughs> I'm just going to start planning these events. And that is what today's episode is primarily going to be on. I want to talk about my process of planning these events and then what it did for me in the long run um, for my business and for creating new friendships and connections with people. Um, so before I dive into that, I just wanted to name a few of these groups that or a few of these events I planned um, that were really, really fun. They're beneficial. I've created amazing friends from them. I've created amazing business connections where I've received referrals, I've given referrals, etc. So one of them I had was a night of positivity. This was when I had my studio in Cleveland. I had a boudoir studio. And I figured might as well use this space I have to also create events. So I did a night of positivity and it was about, I want to say about 10 to 12, maybe even more women who all came, like I said, all different careers, different backgrounds, different different passions. And we just went around the room and we like did uh, exercises that kind of helped us to just be a little bit more positive about ourselves and speak highly of ourselves and be vulnerable, but have support from other women in the room. And it was really amazing. Um, I did a vision board brunch because I'm obviously so, so goal focused. I am like obsessed with planning and thinking big for my future. And I remember being like, I'm, I almost feel lonely in this. Like I have these vision boards and I have these ideas and I don't have anyone to share them with. So I was like, why don't I get a group of humans into a room and we can all do vision boards and then we can go around the room and we can talk about like what it is we want in our life and what we want for the next year, what we want for the next five years, whatever it is. And so I actually did that three years in a row and every time it was amazing just to be around so many people and like hear what their passions are, hear them talk about the things that light their soul on fire, but then also have like kind of a craftiness to it of like cutting out magazines and printing out quotes, et cetera, and putting them on this board. It just made it very visual. It was good bonding, it was great connection. I did an art collaboration. I did a creative hour. I did new year goal planning. I did a social media calendar workshop, which was really fun because you know I love to talk marketing and branding. So once again, I was able to get people who also wanted to grow their marketing and branding um, in their social media and put them all in one room. And then I did like casual networking, etc. So those are just a few that I've done in the past, just to kind of give you an idea of where I'm going with this. Um, not every networking event was hello, show up, shake my hand, give me a business card, and walk away. Like I really tried to think of ideas that would get people to conversate and to get people to bond and just like really get to know each other versus that awkwardness um, that I'm sure all of us have experienced of going to a networking event and not knowing what to say and feeling shy and kind of weird. Because <laughs> um, me, I am a social bug and yet still networking events would intimidate me. <laughs> All right, so now that you know why, I'm a, why I really love networking, now you know some of the ones I've done in the past, let's talk about my process to plan one. Uh, so for starters, you know I'm going to tell you that you need to get a notebook and you need to jot down notes with this episode. But also, if you are planning one, I recommend getting a notebook and just kind of um, following these steps in this order and writing it down on paper just to kind of organize your thoughts and ideas. So step number one, I want you to think, what is the purpose of it? What is the purpose of your networking event? And how will it benefit my guests? All right? So, for example, I put a couple bullet points 
Um, is it business to business? Is this networking event to benefit business owners? Is it a community slash social thing? Are you just trying to create more of a community in your industry or just in your city, etc.? Is it inspirational? Like I said, the night of positivity, uh, that was a little bit more inspirational, but it was also community. Um, is it for creativity, etc.? So just kind of think, you know, what is the purpose of this and how is it going to benefit my guests? Really put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, what, what is this going to do for them? So that's step number one. Step number two, I want you to jot down how will it benefit me and my business? Because it also, you know, you also matter. So um, think really hard about it. Like if you create this event, how is it going to benefit your business? Um, and I just want to quickly say something about that is that even friendships can be a really, really beautiful asset to your business. Um, and so for some of those networking events I planned, maybe right off the bat you're not getting referrals. No, that, okay, that's fine. But what you do, what you can do is create really wonderful friendships and connection that just help you in the long run. I mean, just to have someone to talk to about business or someone um, to brainstorm with, et cetera. So it doesn't always have to be like this immediate monetary benefit. There's so many more layers to that that can really, um, really just help you grow and help you expand your connections and that little pool of humans that could potentially add something to your life. All right, so step number three, I want you to jot down some of these planning aspects. So for starters, how can my guests feel welcome? And I want you to think about that. What is it that is going to make your guests not feel awkward not feel uncomfortable, not feel like kind of like an outcast or like they don't know what to say. So some of the things that I recommend are icebreakers to just kind of start the evening off, do an icebreaker, and then people can feel a little bit less pressure of what do I say that for the very first thing when I arrive to this. Two, drinks and food always help. A, a glass of wine goes a long way, my friends. Um, three, activities. Activities always give people a little bit more comfort. It gives them something to do either with their hands or with their voice, whatever it is. It's not that awkward standing around twiddling your thumbs. All right, so those are your first like prerequisite um, tasks I want you to do before you actually start planning. What is the purpose and how will it benefit my guests? How will it benefit my business and me? And then third, um, how can I make my guests feel welcome? Brainstorm a little bit on what you are going to do at this event to make people feel comfortable. Alrighty, so step number four. You have to find a space. So to, in order to do that, you gotta think, how many guests will I have? Am I going to charge a fee? Am I going to profit on this or am I just gonna focus on connections? All these things are gonna matter when you work on finding a place because if this place is gonna charge you, you're gonna to have to factor that into the cost. If you're gonna have only 10 guests, you could do something small, like a restaurant, maybe a bar, a winery. Um, if you're doing something big, you might have to think a little bit more outside the box. So finding a place and really deciding on those three little factors of guest count, price, and profit, or just focusing on connection, will definitely um, come into play. So keep that in mind. Another thing I want you to keep in mind when we're talking about pricing is that sometimes putting a price on your event will actually help you to get more guests. 
Um, and I say that from experience because once again, like I said, I learn everything the hard way. <laughs> but when I would do free events, I would get a lot of RSVPs, but then only a couple people that would show up. Versus when I actually put a price on the event, even if it were something small like five or 10 bucks, people would actually be committed and I would have more guests attend rather than when I would do a free event. So just keep that in mind. Um, and that's what I kind of mean when I say, do you want it to be um, for profit or just connecting? You know, if you do a small price amount, it might just cover the cost of your event. If you do a bigger one, you could profit from it. But I will say, little life hack for you, you really should put a, some type of price on your event to get people to actually commit and show up versus just flaking and forgetting about an RSVP that they signed up for. All right, so uh, that was step four is to figuring out where you're going to have it and the cost. Step number five is going to be your marketing. Ooh, I love marketing. Um, so here are a few things you can do to help market your event. First of all, you've obviously got your main social medias. You've got Instagram, you've got Facebook, you've got Facebook events. Awesome, those are pretty typical. Make a nice graphic, put it out there, be consistent. But I've got two other ones for you. You might have heard of them, probably have, but if not, here you go, uh, meetup.com. You can actually sign up for it and it allows you to host events and it will kind of disperse um, your event into the necessary categories of attendees. So if you have a marketing one and someone is searching for marketing or business events, then your name might come up for that. Uh, I believe it's like a $50 charge for the whole year, so it's not expensive. Um, I recommend it. It's honestly helped me get a lot of guests come to mind. It's absolutely worth it, especially because it is so direct with who it's marketing to, um, to get your guests attending to reach the right people. And then third is Eventbrite. Uh, you can make an Eventbrite uh, um, account and event for free. It'll also automatically link up to your Facebook. So I recommend both of those. Just be sure to put the right tags in and the right description so that your event is marketed to the correct people. All right, so we've got social media, meetup, and Eventbrite. A few other things you can do are local news outlets slash social media pages. For example, in Cleveland, we have Cleveland Scene. Um, so that would be someone I would reach out to. When I used to live in South Carolina, we had Eat, Sleep, Play Beaufort, which uh, basically told everybody what are the upcoming events, what are things to do in town. So be sure to utilize your local scenes and newspapers and social media accounts and see if they'll help market it for you because that's really what they're there for and chances are they'll do it. Uh, they might charge a small fee, I'm not really sure, but it's worth a shot to reach out to them and find out. All right, so now that we've done all the brainstorming for the event, we've thought about a place, we've thought about pricing, we've even started marketing our event. The last thing is to, to do is to actually uh, do the event. <laughs> so I have a few additional tips for you that, or just kind of little pieces of informational nuggets, words of wisdom, whatever, that you might want to store in the back of your mind. One, don't be upset if, if it doesn't always take off right away. I've had many events that were flops, no joke. I had one where only one of my high school best friends showed up and we made a night of it and we laughed and we drank beer and called it a day. <laughs> and then I've also had many that were very successful and I've had a lot of people show up. So just keep in mind that not everything is going to always be a win, but you know, keep at it. Really, really be strategic in your planning and who you're marketing to 
try and make it very niche and the right people will come that you believe will play an important factor in you know the benefits to them and to to yourself so just be very strategic with it the day of your event make sure that you just have things for people to do to speak about make sure you absolutely have business cards for them to take home I always make sure to collect email addresses so I can send a follow-up email saying thank you and I can add them to my newsletter list. So those are things to do on the actual day of. I absolutely, you know, I'm going to say recommend taking tons of pictures and videos. Um, take a group photo. Really think about this as a way to bond with people and to bring people together and to show that to new people going forward for the next time you plan an event. You, know, you can show those group photos. You can show those candidates of people laughing. You can show um, the activities you guys did. It'll really go a long way. Um, so those are my main steps I do for planning a networking event. Like I said, it is amazing what they can do for you in the long run. And I, I've made the most amazing friends. I've made connections. I, to this day, am still getting referrals from people that I went to networking events with four years ago. It really is wonderful to just build a sense of connection, trust, just overall, hey, I'm not in this business world alone. <laughs> so I really uh, encourage you to give it a try. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any ideas of something you've been planning, make sure to reach out to me on Instagram. Make sure to tag me in this episode if you end up listening to it. And if you actually host an event and you think this helped you at all, please send it my way and tag me. You can find me on Instagram at Aristasia at A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. -A -A. Make sure to join the Facebook group, Passion and Potential. Lots of good people in there, and we're cute and we're fun. And be sure to leave me a rating on this if you enjoyed it, and share it with a friend. So that being said, till next time, my friends. Thank you for listening.